steps of Jesus from down under. This is Nick Krita, your host today. Welcome to the program. I'm very happy to be with you again. And please stay with us because today I've got a special guest again, like every time. Today I've got uh, a young uh, man, Roland. Welcome to the program, Roland. Thank you, Nick. It's uh, really good to be here. Roland, I was thinking to say your surname, but I think I'm, I will give up and I will let you say it. <laughs> it's Talome Vau Amitsunai. That's uh, a good choice for me not to say it, you know. Yeah. Welcome to the program, Roland. I'm very happy to have you with us today. Uh, Thank you. For this program, In the Footsteps of Jesus. Mm. This is a program which features uh, your walk with Jesus, mm. your story, and I'm very happy to hear your story in the next uh, few minutes. Thanks, Rick. Would you like to share with us a bit of your background first, mm. and uh, after that yeah, we'll get straight into your story. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Um, yeah, so currently uh, married, um, no children, been married for going on 20 years, uh, coming up in a few weeks' time will be my uh, anniversary, 20th anniversary. So I really thank the Lord for that. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, looking forward to that celebration. Um, but yeah, uh, I was born in New Zealand. Uh, my parents are from Samoa. And so um, I guess by definition, I'm a, a New Zealand Samoan. I can speak English and Samoan, a couple of languages. Uh, although um, I've probably been in Australia going on 24 years now. So uh, yeah, during my life, I've, I've lived uh, most of my childhood in New Zealand, finished off my high schooling in Samoa. And then I've been uh, pretty much in Australia uh, for the last 20 or so years, 20 plus years. Now, Roland, you are uh, in Australia mm. for that long. And what's your purpose to be here in Australia? It's a good question, Nick. Um, I guess for myself personally, um, uh, my wife and I, we both feel really drawn to New Zealand because uh, our family uh, live in New Zealand. Uh, but I guess the reason why we are staying here in Adelaide and in Australia, I guess, is uh, yeah, we feel called uh, by God to serve Him here in Adelaide uh, in the roles that we're serving in. I'm, I'm currently working as a pastor, and it's um, yeah, we just feel that, that God has sent us here and, and He wants us to be here for a bit longer. And uh, we enjoy Adelaide. It's a wonderful place to live and a wonderful place to serve God. And um, yeah, having a lot of fun. That's very good, uh, Roland. You said that you're a pastor and uh, you serve uh, right now uh, with the Seventh-day Adventist Church yes. uh, in the conference office. Mm. Uh, what role do you have? So uh, my role, uh, the title is Youth Director, and I guess what it means is I run uh, youth events like summer camps and youth rallies and Bible camps for young people and leadership training for local church youth leaders. So um, yeah, effectively it's, it's running um, uh, events and programs for ministries for for young people and young adults mm. yeah. now i may ask you a couple of questions during the program but right now i would like to hear from you mm. your story how you grew up how did you get to know jesus mm. and following god with everything what you do yeah hey thanks nick well i guess um yeah for myself i'm 44 years of, of age and i was born to a christian home uh, my mum and dad were both uh, are Christians. Um, my mum was a practicing Christian, but my dad was a, I guess you'd call him a backslidden Christian, but he believed in God. And then uh, one of the greatest spiritual influences in my life was uh, my grandmother who lived with us. 
Um, she was like a, a spiritual rock in our family. So I grew up um, going to a Seventh-day Adventist church as a young person, you know, really enjoyed church, hanging out with my friends and things like that. And um, at, at a very young age, probably about, you know, seven or eight, um, I felt called to be a pastor. You know, I thought that when I grow up, you know, I'll be a pastor and, and I'll give my life to the Lord, you know, just serving serving Him and serving people. But I guess at, at 15 years of age, um, yeah, I woke up one morning and at 15, I think it tends to happen with teenagers, you know, I, I felt like, you know, I, I knew everything there was to know and uh, my mum and dad would give me advice and I thought I knew more than my parents and more than God. And, and unfortunately, because of that, um, I, I ended up walking away from God and also, you know, uh, I stopped going to church as a young person and, and that began my journey sort of, of living life apart from God. And and I guess um, for the next, you know, six years or so, I did what the average, you know, young Australian person would do, you know, without God in their lives. Um, it wasn't like I was breaking laws or doing anything like harming people or things like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I looked to make myself happy and, and you know, the different things that, that many people turn to now to, to make themselves happy. That's where I pretty much found myself. And um, I guess one of the wake-up experiences in my life was um, I, I was actually here in Adelaide in Australia, um, South Australia, to study. I um, had a full-paid scholarship. Um, so I was studying, finished my high schooling in Samoa. I got a scholarship to come to Adelaide, South Australia. and So I came here, all expenses paid, you know, scholarship to, to study a Bachelor in Commerce at Flinders University. Uh, but unfortunately, just because of the stage of life that I was in at the time, I didn't do much study and, and did more partying. And I guess uh, the end result of that was after two years, uh, I flunked out of uni. And I guess for myself, that was a bit of a wake-up call because, um, yeah, I always felt that, you know, that life was easy. I'd, I'd come, get a degree, get a career, make a lot of money. And, and I guess, you know, flunking out of uni was a bit of a wake-up call for myself. And um, it was actually during uh, that time that I started to think about God a lot more. One, one of the experiences that I had was um, as a uni student, when I, when I flunked out of uni, I went back to New Zealand and, and I ended up, you know, visiting my grandmother again and catching up with her. And one of the thoughts that just sort of hit me when I went to say goodbye to her to come back to Adelaide was um, I just had this feeling that my grandma had always been a strong lady, and yet when I said goodbye to her, she was frail and she was old. And, and the thought just hit me that, wow, you know, if anything was to happen to my grandmother, I probably wouldn't see her again because at that time I wasn't walking with Jesus. I wasn't following Jesus. I was uh, just pretty much, you know, being my own my own God and doing what I wanted to do. And I guess, you know, the Holy Spirit kept working on my heart. And within a period of a few months, um, at the end of that year, at the age of 21, um, I recommitted my life to Jesus and and came back, you know, to, to serving Him. And I guess um, one, of, one of the things that, that really encouraged me to come back, um, growing up as a young person, I, I, I used to think that, you know, Christianity was... Uh, the upbringing I had was you know, very much focused on rules, focused on religion, you know, the things that you, you know, you do this or don't do that. And one of the things that, that really inspired me to come back um, as a Christian was just hearing the gospel, I guess. Yeah, like I would have heard the gospel growing up, but when I, at the age of 21 was probably the first time I fully understood the gospel and the fact that, you know, that God sent his son to die on the cross for us because he wanted a relationship with us and, and I guess coming back for the second time, you know, into Christianity was uh, a different experience for me. Uh, it was experience that's probably more focused on the relationship, having a relationship with God. 
um, as opposed to sort of, you know, God wants me to, to sort of follow his rules. Obviously, you know, when we're in a relationship with him, we start to live our lives according to, to God. But I guess, yeah, just reflecting, you know, um, with God, um, you know, when Jesus was asked what was the greatest commandment in the Bible, you know, he, he shared that the greatest commandment was to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and to love others as ourselves. And I guess for myself, um, yeah, just, just feeling the freedom and the joy that comes from knowing that, that God loves us is pretty much one of the primary or the central things in my life that, that, that really motivate me to, to live for God. I guess uh, being a Christian has really helped me to answer, you know, some of the questions that, that a lot of young people struggle with. Um, who am I? Do I really matter? Where do I belong? Um, I guess for myself, you know, when I became a Christian, I realized that, uh, whereas at the time, you know, I tended to um, look at um, the material things in order to, to find my self-worth. Um, following, you know, following Jesus really helped me to realize that that I am worthy, not because of what I wear or what kind of car I drive or how much I earn, uh, but my worth is actually uh, found in the fact that God is my Father. He's my Creator. He's my God. And, um, yeah, so that really helped me to answer the question, who am I? And I guess, um, you know, I'm, I was God's son. That really changed my life. And another thing, you know, um, where do I belong? Uh, being a Christian, you know, I, I realized that as God's son, I belong to his family. You know, I'm a part of the family of God. So it really helps me to just, yeah, give that sense of security that comes from knowing where I belong. And then even to the question of, you know, do I really matter? Um, again, um, the significance I have in life is found in, in serving God and fulfilling His plan and His purpose for my life. When I think of God, um, yeah, He's just been such a blessing, um, really helps me. For instance, uh, earlier on this year, uh, my dad passed away. He passed away in May. And then a couple of weeks later, my uh, my, my wife's um, dad also passed away. And it was a pretty tough time in my life. And I um, really miss my dad. He was sick for a long time. Um, and what happened was my dad passed away on a Monday. And then on a Tuesday, I went to to organize a van because uh, my dad passed away in New Zealand and a lot of family were coming over to New Zealand. So I needed to hire a van just so that, yeah, we could transport the family members around. And as I was chatting to the lady at the um, at the car rental place, you know, at the end when I went to collect my keys and I was about to leave and, and she said, um, you know, you have to be one of the happiest people I've ever served. And uh, when she said that, I was just thinking to myself, I reckon that if I told her that my dad had just passed away the day before, that she probably probably would have been shocked. And and again, it's um, some people have this idea that when we follow Jesus or when we walk in the footsteps of Jesus, it's going to be a holiday and you know everything's going to be fine and everyone's going to live happily ever after. Uh, but that's not what being a Christian is about. You know, being a Christian is is not about having a God who's like a Santa Claus who's just. You know, whatever we wish, whatever we want, he'll be there to give it to us or, or, or provide it for us. Now, being a Christian means that, you know, even when you go through the ups and downs and, you know, you lose loved ones or, or relationships might break down or, or you might, you know, you might get a sickness or a terminal illness. Uh, being a Christian is just having the peace and the strength that comes from knowing that whatever challenges we face, we don't have to face it alone. Because God is right there for us, and um, and yeah, so really, really just um, claim the promise. You know, Jesus said in John chapter ten, verse ten, that 
He has come to give us life and give us life abundantly or life to the full. And I can really say that since I've made the commitment to, to walk in the footsteps of Jesus, um, life really is better for me. I mean, you know, materially, I, I might not be the richest person. I may not be the most famous person. I'm not famous at all. Or, um, But I'm definitely, you know, I often say that um, if there's a competition to find the happiest person on earth, man, I reckon I have a really good chance of winning mm. because uh, just having Jesus in my life just gives me a joy, confidence. Yeah, it just it just makes it gives my life meaning, gives my life purpose, and and I'm definitely if there's someone here who's thinking about checking Jesus out or thinking about you know whether they should follow him or not, man, I'd encourage you to to follow Jesus because he definitely makes a difference in your life. Mm. Yeah. Roland, uh, you just mentioned earlier that um, uh, you wandered. Mm. away from God for a while mm. uh, but you decided to follow Jesus uh, at a young age, you know 21 mm. did you find peace with yourself uh, when you decided to follow God? Was that different? Than how, what was the difference yeah. in, like, in that experience? Because I presume that uh, while you were uh, leaving God behind to say mm. so you experience lots of things in life. You're a young person. You did lots of things like the young ones, mm. uh, which you think that you have the whole world uh, at your feet, you know. That's right. What's the difference to be following God, be a mm. Christian, and to enjoy the life, as yeah. so many people will say? Yeah. yeah there's, there's a story in John chapter 4 which sort of highlights, you know, my experience. Um, Jesus says to a woman that he meets at a well in a Samaritan village, um, you know, she's, they're talking about drinking water and um, Jesus says to her that, that if she drinks the water from this well, that she'll be thirsty again. But the water that he gives, uh, she drinks that water, she'll never thirst again. And I guess that, that pretty much sums up my experience. Um, when, when I was living life apart from God, you know, I tried the many different things, um, you know, money or, or alcohol or recreational drugs or, uh, promiscuous relationships or, um, yeah, the things that people normally say, you know, you, when you do this, it makes you happy. And it's true, it does, it did make me happy for a while, but the thing was, uh, it never satisfied me. So in other words, you know, I'll be happy for today or happy for tonight, but then when I woke up the next day, I, it was, there was just an emptiness or, and I guess, you know, when you ask the question, Nick, you know, what, what's the difference? You know, I can genuinely say that, that when I gave my life to Jesus, um, not only was I happy, but I was also content. Mm-hmm. I also, um, I also, I had a satisfaction that I hadn't experienced since I was a kid when I was, you know, following Jesus as a kid. And, and I love the way that, you know, Paul, Paul, Paul says it in uh, Philippians chapter four that he's learned um, the arts of being content, you know, whether he has heaps or has nothing, whether he's hungry or starving, you know, whether he has heaps of clothes or whether he's naked or cold, um, that he's learned, you know, the secret to be content in all things. And, and that is, you know, I can do all things through Christ. Who gives me strength, and I really believe that. That um, um, sometimes, you know, I mean, if I'm honest with myself, you know, I'm, I'm a consumer like most other people. You know, most of us have been, you know, pretty much follow the the lie. Well, I believe it's a lie. You know that that if we want to be happy, we need to have money and material things. And and yet, um, again, um, if you were to ask yourself, you know, how much money do you need to be happy? I love the way one pastor puts it. You know, most of us would answer. You know, just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And I'm sure most of us were to think, like maybe five years ago, 
maybe five years ago, we might have said to ourselves, you know, if I earn this amount of money, then I would be happy. And maybe some of us are earning that amount of money now, or maybe even more than we were hoping for five years ago. But has that made us happy? Has that given us satisfaction? Or do we want just a little bit more? Um, I guess for myself as a Christian, having Jesus there, yeah, he just fills fills me with joy. And, and mm. I can, yeah, I can honestly say that I, I'm happy, I'm content, I love life, I love waking up every day, I love what I do, I feel just so blessed, um, rather than sort of thinking, you know, um, about all the things I don't have, I'm, I'm always just so grateful to God for the things that I do have, mm. you know, I have health, um, a place, a warm place to sleep, food to eat every day, in fact, a bit too much food, um, yeah, so many blessings, so many things that, that I can be happy and grateful for, but I guess that's a big difference for me, Nick, it's, um, before God or without God, um, I was always looking for something else to make me satisfied. Uh, with God, I found satisfaction. I found contentment and, and total happiness. Yeah. Mm. Roland, um, it's time now to take a short break. Sure. Thanks. And uh, I know that uh, you would like to play a song uh, which you'll enjoy to listen to. Sure. Uh, what's the title of that song? Uh, the name of the song is uh, Prince of Peace and it's by Hillsong United and um, I play that song, you know, over and over a lot of times in the morning when I'm getting ready for work and that. And I just love the words of it. Again, just focusing on, you know, that when we have challenges or storms in life, that Jesus is a Prince of Peace. And mm. Jesus says himself that, you know, that he gives us peace that goes, that's beyond, um, understanding, a peace that's not from this world. And, um, that's why I love the, I love the song. And this is in the footsteps of Jesus from down under. Please stay with us. We are going to take a short break playing a song, but uh, don't go anywhere because we are going to be right back with Roland hearing his uh, story and also his dreams, vision uh, to serve God.
Welcome back in the footsteps of Jesus with Nick and Roland. Roland, um, we enjoyed about your story so far and um, now I would like to just uh, bring it a little bit closer to us, you know, here. You said at the beginning that uh, you serve as a pastor with Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Adelaide, South Australia and in a role of the youth director. Mm. In the first part, you shared with us that um, you wandered away from God at some point and uh, tried to find, uh, you know, satisfaction and happiness in life, but you couldn't find find there really, uh, you know, fulfillment. And uh, when you were 21, you have an experience with God and you choose to follow Jesus. I would like to ask you a question right now, and if you'd like to take us further with what's your purpose, what are your dreams to serve God, to follow Jesus in the footsteps of Jesus? First of all, serving as a pastor uh, with the Seventh-day Adventist Church, why do you choose to be an Adventist, and what that means for you? Mm. Thanks, Nick. Um, definitely, um, so I was born into a, an Adventist Christian family as a young person, and, and I believe that, you know, that the Adventist Church has a, a really good biblical understanding of scripture. Um, and I guess, uh, yeah, one of the reasons why, um, I, I love being a, a Christian, first and foremost, I guess, is, um, maybe, um, yeah, the way I see it is, um, I'm a Christian first and foremost, and then, um, maybe the Adventist is like, uh, my tribe or, or, or the group of people that, uh, I guess doctrinally, you know, I, I have a, a good affiliation with. Um, I, I guess, um, yeah, one of the things I think most Christians, you know, believe and understand that at the end time, you know, there'll be great deceptions, um, you know, with, with regards to, um, the devil. And, um, and one of the things, um, yeah, I really appreciate about the, uh, Adventist churches is I believe that they have a, a really good understanding of, of some of the things, some of the questions like, you know, um, what happens when people, um, die and, and also the issue of eternal hell. I know a lot of people get turned away from Christianity because of the teaching of eternal hell. And, um, the Adventist churches amongst other Christians who believe that, um, maybe more so that, you know, that at the end that there is no sort of a place where people will be tormented forever and ever. Um, but that God will, um, as, the most famous verse says, you know, John three sixteen, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And so uh, for myself, you know, I believe that, that that verse sums up what will happen at the end. You'll have one group of people who will perish and one group of people who will live forever. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, the reason I ask that question, mm. you know, because sometimes it's difficult uh, uh, you know, to really express, you know, yourself uh, in the community, you know, with believers, you know, because lots of people uh, in these days, they say they believe in God, you know. Mm. But I wonder why are so many uh, beliefs, so many churches, you know, and uh, 
because you mentioned earlier you were born in a Seventh-day Adventist church. Mm. And I was wondering, if you wouldn't be born in a Seventh-day Adventist church, would you still choose to be an Adventist or... Is that a revelation for you uh, mm. to be an Adventist? I'm not trying to say that the Adventists are better than uh, other mm. Christians. I'm just trying to find out uh, what do you have in yourself which you can share with the world mm. um, through the understanding of Bible in the Adventist Church. Yeah. I guess... Uh so, so I, I grew up a Christian, and, and when I left and when I came back, I pretty much checked out a lot of things for myself. I guess when I was a child, you know, m- my faith was the faith that I received from my mum and dad. Uh, but when I came back at the age of 21, I, you know, I, I checked out um, not only um, Christianity itself and different denominations, but also I had to look at different religions. And, and for myself, being a Christian is pretty much the, the, yeah, it's the religion that makes the most sense to me or the faith system that makes the most sense to me. And... Um, and I guess for myself, um, yeah, when I think of Christianity and just the key teachings of Christianity, I really believe it can be summed up um, in Jesus, um, you know, the great commandments that he talks about. In fact, I often um, share that that the whole Bible can be summed up in, in seven words or three sentences. Uh, the first sentence is, God loves us. The second one is, love God. And the third one is, love others. And I think that's what Christianity really is about. And... Uh, I guess for myself, you know, following footsteps of Jesus, you know, my, my whole motivation, everything, everything begins and ends with the fact that God loves us. And mm. one of the reasons why I love God so much is, um, you know, He loves me when I when I follow Him and walk in His footsteps faithfully. Um, but when I trip up or when I fall down or when I walk in a different direction, um, God's love is, is still there for me, and and it just really, um, yeah, it just amazes me how awesome God's love is is for all of us and. And that's one of the things that, you know, that, that really causes me to, to love being a Christian and love following Jesus. And then the fruit of God's love for us is obviously, you know, um, our love for each other, our love for one another, our love for fellow human beings. And, and you see that again when Jesus was here, one of the things he really emphasized and focused on was the need to, to help people and to serve people and to make a difference. And then, um, and I guess, um, yeah, also God's love for us, um, creates within us a love for Him. But yeah, I guess myself, um, yeah, the, probably one of the, the main things I appreciate about, you know, being an Adventist Christian, like I said, is, is just that the whole concept of, you know, that God loves us so much that He wants to give us eternal life. And, and unfortunately, that if, if we do sort of resist that, that rather than, you know, torturing us forever and ever, um, you know, that He will, that He will, uh, yeah, just, um, let us rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes, Roland, look, um, we may need to come back to have another <laughs> uh, talk because time is against us like always. We struggle with time and we're coming to a close right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but just before we, we are closing, do you have a message for the people, for our listeners out there? If you like to, to share it briefly just in... in Few sentence there. Uh, what would you say to our listeners? Yeah, I'd just like to say to them that you know that that God does love all of us, and as John three sixteen says, it's so true. You know, He loved the whole world, but He didn't just talk about His love. He actually showed it and proved His love to us, you know, by dying for us on the cross. And that the reason why He sent His Son Jesus was that yeah, that whoever believes and receives Him shall not perish, 
but I have eternal life. Um, growing up as a young person, I used to think that I had to be good enough I had to earn my way into salvation. Uh, but the Bible is so clear that the gospel of Jesus Christ is that you know we all fall short of the glory of God. Uh, we would never be good enough for God. Um, but because of His great love for us, you know, Jesus has paid it all, and and all we need to do is just to believe and receive in Jesus, and we will have eternal life. And then the rest of our lives, you know, God will fill us with His Holy Spirit and help us to become more and more like Him. But uh, yeah, thanks, Nick. Thank you very much, Roland. Uh, may God. God bless you mm. and be with you in your ministry and help other people to know God and to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Thank you. Until uh, next time, uh, I would like to wish you all God's blessings to all of our listeners. And please don't forget, keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus.